0: Let's go talk to a guy who talks about the Lions and also is the radio voice of your Michigan football team, Doug Karsh, radio guy down in Detroit. He's standing by. How you doing, my man?
1: Good, Huge. I'm uh, actually walking to Schembecher Hall. It's <laughs> right nice. Yeah.
0: I, I stay out. You know, from that game last Saturday night, uh, like I, the first thing I tweeted out afterwards was, they look like the number two team in America. And without breaking down everything that happened, they look dominant it was on the road it was 95 degrees they they just look like a team that could end up as the best in the country
1: yeah i mean if you look at all the teams at the top they all kind of have performances where they look like they're worthy and look like they have a chance and on any given saturday there's five or six teams in there that you know wow maybe they're the best team in the country and obviously michigan's in that conversation but You know, the one thing I've discovered in doing the 16 years of sidelines and now a second year in play-by-play is that the coaches, they see all the flaws. They see the flaws in wins. They see the flaws in losses. But they're so focused on just winning that when they beat East Carolina, you know, 30-6 to and it doesn't look like a piece of art, they're not as concerned about that. They just want to win the game. And the other thing is – Ask yourself how many times you see Michigan go over the top this year. And it's really just the one time, the one throw to Cornelius Johnson on the flea flicker against Bowling Green. So the bottom line is here, I don't think they're anywhere close to what they can be and what they will be.
0: And really when when you look at close to it, I like the way you saw Johnson, you saw Clemens. You saw offense we didn't see in the first three games because they didn't have to go there. It was Nebraska, a game they were a big favorite in. You look at that schedule right now, and really outside of the finishing three, and we don't know if Maryland is legit. Pollsters don't think so, and not putting them in the top twenty-five. It comes down to the two games we talked about all season. Most in the media, most Michigan fans, at Penn State and Ohio State at home. Do you? Well, let me ask you: Do you think Maryland's legit? I don't you know, I, I, again I, I don't I gotta get away from the uh to a family factor. I I just don't know. I get we'll find out this weekend against Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. I actually think they're legit. I think that they got a little sloppy in their game in, in East Lansing,
1: but that's a real, real talented quarterback. And you know, they got some players on defense. Bo Braid is one of the better safeties I've seen and Hemby's a great running back. So I mean I guess we'll find out a little bit more. But, yeah, that last three-game stretch for Michigan at Penn State, at Maryland, at Ohio State, is going to be a huge challenge for them. And, you know, the schedules, it is what it is. But they'll have to earn it in the end. And I'm sure they've kind of talked about getting better each week. I think going on the road has been a good thing for them. I've I've never been around a constellation of Michigan players like this. But the last three seasons, this one included – being on the road seems to bring out the best in them. Huge. I mean, they usually, when I was there on the sidelines and they're jumping around at Wisconsin and they're dancing to Thunderstruck at Nebraska, they just seem to love that stuff. And it's tough to win on the road, but this team seems to have the right mentality, this group of players. Everybody talks the game about how great it is to go on the road, but it's hard to actually do.
0: In and, and conference play, when you look at, at Columbus and at and It's tough to argue against where Michigan football is at as two-time defending Big Ten champion, two times uh, back-to-back, that is, in the college football playoff. And McCarthy, the way he's throwing the ball, it's almost too hard. Like, I'm watching it on TV, Douglas, and I'm going, oh, God, this guy just has – he's throwing it like John Elway.
1: Well, that rollout touchdown he had where he was rolling to his left as a right-handed quarterback and then to deliver the strike that he did – To Roman Wilson, I was watching that play develop because we're up high. And you're looking into the end zone and you're like, well, Roman's got a half a step there. So this is a really small window. And J.J. on the move, fitted in there perfectly. And, you know, they don't, they don't, he, he typically doesn't play fourth quarters. And he, they don't really show much of a deep passing game yet, but they didn't last year either. And then what happened when they played Ohio State? They threw it over the top four separate times, which got them two touchdowns, uh, a goal-to-goal situation, and a pass interference. So, you know, he's not going to put up monster numbers, but he makes enough throws. You mentioned Darius Clemens earlier. That throw he made to Clemens over the middle huge, mm. that was an impressive one. Uh, to a guy that, again, he wasn't one and wide open, although I think Clemens is a player to watch. An emerging talent. Finally healthy. Jim Harbaugh says the burst is back, and he envisions him, his ceiling, being a Nico Collins kind of player. I mean, he's got a ways to go, obviously, but that would certainly be useful on a team that is looking for a third and fourth target at the wide receiver spot.
0: Doug Karsh, voice of Michigan football, radio guy, when it comes to sports down in Detroit, joining us here on the Huled Shell Cross Michigan. What player has impressed you the most where – Maybe you didn't see him this good, this quick on that Michigan roster. I know you just mentioned Clemens. That's a small sample size. But who would it be, Doug, that could help them win at Penn State, win at Maryland, beat Ohio State? Who would be in that group?
1: Kenneth Grant, I think, would be near the top of the list. Um, you know, a couple of years ago when he – well, I guess it was the beginning of last year when Jim Harbaugh referred to a player that was a gift from the football gods. He was talking about him. He was talking about Mason Graham in the middle of that – that defensive line, but uh, Kenneth Grant said that he had to drop weight, credit the nutrition staff, and what it's led is it's led to him more than anything else being able to play more plays, and that has shown in the first, first few weeks, and when Graham got hurt, a lot more was asked of him and he has come through with flying colors. I mean, not only the interception last week, but the, you know the disruption in the middle of the defensive line, a huge He was leading the way on on Mikey Sanristal's pick six two weeks ago. You know, the big fella at 340, and Jim Harbaugh had a great line about him being 340 pounds. He said, he's 340. Sometimes he's a little bit more. Sometimes he's a little bit more. (laughs) So he's trying to keep it at 340 is what it sounds like. But dropping that weight has allowed him to play more snaps, and they've needed it with the injuries up front.
0: Doug, I know you're busy, man. Enjoy your time inside. Shem Beckler Hall. Keep up the great work with Jansen. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, huge. All right, Doug Carrie's checking in on the Roastumber Coffee Guest line.